You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. You're listening to Chirp Radio 107.1 FM. I'm Andrew Merriweather. My guest today is Angel Mark Lloyd. Angel is a musician based here in Chicago. She's released three records since 2015 under the moniker Fire Tools and has a fourth on the way called Skinless X-1 that will be out on August 24th on Haosu Records. Angel, thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Angel, I want to begin just with... Where does a fire tools composition begin? There's so much happening. There's so many layers. There's so much archival audio, referential material, synths, guitars. I'm wondering if you can just give us some insight into where you start with something that's as complex as a lot of your songs are. A lot of times the starting point is somewhere within the song under 12 other layers. The starting point is just somewhere to start and then things expand off of that. Most of the time, it ends up being from something that I've already recorded and then archived, any sound that I've recorded or whatever, and then um, usually poke through them when I feel like making something new. If something just gives me an idea, I'll just go from there. On your new record, Skinless, it feels to me like it's much, much tighter. It's much like more focused. There's none of those. Like I don't think there's a song that's over five minutes mm-hmm. on this new record whereas on drip metal and on interbeing you have some songs that are eight or nine minutes i mm-hmm. think maybe even longer on some on drip metal you don't let us get comfortable i feel like you mm-hmm. you got to take us in all of these different directions but on skinless if there's a little bit more of like i get into a groove there seems like a really distinct melody the guitars are a lot more present mm-hmm. what was going on on this new record well probably listening to more jazz and new age music drove me to working more with melody and um, layering synths. Because I don't come from a jazz background, so getting into it later in life means that I'm just sort of learning all these new things and learning how to break the rules I set for myself. What caused you to then turn to jazz? Was there a particular record that you came across or a suggestion and then you were just hooked? Well, my rediscovering jazz Um, And when I say rediscovering, I guess I mean I discovered it when I was younger because, you know, people wanted me to listen to it and told me it was great and I just didn't care. They'd be like, listen to Duke Ellington. I'm like, this is dumb. Like, (laughs) I'm going to listen to Dream Theater. But I think what really happened was that even though I wasn't really into jazz at a young age, it, it was always around and like specifically like smooth jazz and like more keyboard heavy smooth jazz was just in everything and on everything in the backgrounds, you know, the waiting rooms and the elevators and the commercials and in uh, documentaries and uh, instructional videos at school. So when I sort of fell upon it again, looking back through the, uh, the old Weather Channel archives. Wait, like, wait. Like, <laughs> when you were going back through the old Weather Channel archives, what yes, do you mean? <laughs> like the uh, the classic Weather Channel forecasts, like recordings of them, like VHS recordings. 
Um, <laughs> Sorry, you have to explain that. So you found you like literal VHS recordings. Oh, like, well, like you found them on the internet archive somewhere. Well, finding them on the internet archives later on definitely reminded me that I had tons that I had recorded myself. Um, so definitely a combination of both. But when I was a kid, I would record them. I'd record myself playing video games with like, you know, Green Day over top of it. Um, and record shows I liked and would kind of like mess around with tape collage. I didn't really know I was doing that, but I was doing that. And and I really just loved listening to the Weather Channel in the background a lot. And that kind of stuff, that's just like all it was in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Um, so it was always going into my brain. And I remember asking my parents when I was young, like, hey, like, can we find out like who th who these bands are? Like, can I can I buy this Weather Channel, like have a CD I can buy or something? And they're just like, I don't know, probably not. I don't know. It's just it's just stock music. But yeah, once once there was a website up like uh, twcclassics.com, it's just got like the, the playlists. And so poking around that again just like reminded me about like that sound I wonder with the, the the album title here, Skinless, if, like, is that referencing something in particular? Yeah, well, one of the things is with this album is that um, it's not, uh, gosh, it's such a soup of things. So, you know, if you pick out one aspect, like the name of it, it's a combination of things that came together to, to make me pick that word. Part of it has to do with the story of Cygnus X1 that Rush wrote on a, about on a couple of their albums. It's like a sci-fi meets Greek mythology like story with a good message and all that. And then, so like with that in mind, um, and, and those subjects are, are referenced on the album, there, there's also just uh, the idea of vulnerability uh, in general that I feel a lot, like just being in public, looking like I do, and with how people can be sometimes. Uh, and there's always just been a lot of anxiety there, and I've spent years working on it and writing about it every step of the way. So sort of applying some of the, the um, I guess, the morals of the story that, that Rush wrote and combining that with my personal experience, bringing, bringing that together and just making it the name of it is just sort of a collage of references to certain things. On Twitter, you you made a very explicit statement where you said, I'm trans femme, mm -hmm. but also that you want to distance yourself from certain, like just like being labeled gender wise at all and wanting mm -hmm. to be 
refer to as a being. I guess I, I just, do you think it's possible <laughs> for us to to break away from that categorization? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I don't even think that's the direction we're heading in. I think I might be, I don't mean ahead of the curve in such a way that means I've like, uh, I don't know, like above it or like, or whatever. But just, I think because gender has been such a problem <laughs> and uh, it's something that people just can't can't agree on and can't get together with. So I think right now what is happening is people are starting to look at gender um, in a more open way, a more LGBT way. Anybody who's trans, anybody who's not cis, like they're starting to get recognized. And I think it's gonna be way, way, way after that finally happens that people are gonna just be like, screw gender. So with the statement that I made about wanting to be regarded as a being, I wasn't at all asking my peer group, my community to like address me this way out of respect as a trans person would ask someone to use the right pronouns. It's more just like sort of an encouragement and trying to put that thought into people's heads that beyond all of this, like we're beings and that's not like a, like a all lives matter like type of statement that I'm trying to make. I, I mean, it's, it's true. Like, you know. No, no categorization could quite be all Yeah, it's beyond words. I mean, really, I think that's the way it is for every human being. I think we're all beyond words, but I don't want to disrespect, you know, anybody and what they what they want to be regarded as. But I just think underneath all the names, all the labels, underneath the bodies, underneath the experiences even that we're born into, underneath all of that is something deeper. Well, pulling a little bit out of the nature of experience here for one second, <laughs> do you... <laughs> Do you have any desire to play with a with a band again? Oh yeah, God, I would love that. I think what I'd want to do the most right now, really, is play drums in a in like a smooth jazz sort of like jazz rock kind of thing, like instrumental, like easy listening stuff. Because, well, I like I said before, I'm like not like trained in jazz, but I can play drums pretty well and with that kind of jazz, you don't really need to play like Buddy Rich, like whatsoever. You, you can just play, if you can play like funky, like if you can swing your 16th notes and your eighth notes and you're like good at rock and you're like pretty darn good like with the ride cymbal, you can do it. And yep. I could totally do it. I sincerely hope that happens. Me too. I would love to hear some Weather Channel covers. Oh, uh, oh God, there would be so many. I wouldn't be able to stop doing covers. It would have to be half and half because there's so many <laughs> good songs. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.